When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it still a secret of what we're going to talk about today? I think what we're going to talk about today is going to be a secret that I'll reveal. I'll tell you this, um, is that I had a whole plan, right? I had okay. a whole plan of something I was going to surprise you with later in the show. And then new information made its way across my little corner of the internet. And I found, oh. out, I found out about something that I could not miss. Now, this episode will come out. Long after this little blip of internet excitement is passed. But okay. I want to capture how excited about it I am right now. And I will not tell you what it is yet. Okay. And what if that was the intro? If that was the intro, then, hey, welcome to Friend Request with Josh and Joe. Here we are. We did it. We fucking was- did it. Did you, did you like the intro theme song? Because... You've always known it, but we've only recently come to love it. I guess that's, yeah, I didn't even think about that. This is the first episode post-intro theme song. Yeah, intro theme song. And 9 well, was Duncan post-9-11? Oh, man, he's 23, so I think he was post-9-11. No, wait, he's just barely. <laughs> um, yeah, man, uh... A great, great theme song. We haven't launched the podcast yet, so I think probably the next time we record, the podcast might be launched, maybe. Are we not recording until the end of October? Well, I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, guys? But if you're listening to this, it means everything worked out, and we put the we put the podcast out. We did it. Uh, this will go down as one of the podcasts that actually got made in your resume. Yes. So that's good. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, my resume right now, for the listeners who don't know, uh, includes one uh, Dungeons & Dragons podcast I was on for 15 episodes. Uh, but the problem is we started that podcast um, right when everyone got fired or laid off, or had to stay at home because of COVID. And we were all like, wow, six friends from across the country with nothing to do? This is sustainable. But you know what isn't sustainable? Unemployment. So Hmm. eventually people started having to go to work, and people working like, you know, hypothetically, a guy working on the East Coast couldn't be as available as somebody who worked from home on the West Coast. And so so I quit the show. It was your fault. You ruined a good thing. You know what sucks? I feel sad about this. Is I left the show, and it was supposed to just be my last episode, but because of things outside of our control, it actually became the last episode, and I believe the second episode of season two. 
Oh no. But if you want a satisfactory story arc for one character, check out Roll for Chaos, available everywhere. I'm going to. Uh, is it like actual like but other people on there also like content creators, or is it just people that you know? Uh, everybody was a content creator. Um, some some are, they, are they still going? I don't think they are. Roll if they for are, Chaos. They haven't told me. Tweeted 38 minutes ago tonight at 6:15 PST. We have Wraith returning as we head into our crazy season finale arc. Hold on. <laughs> Did they go without you? Hold on. Oh no, and they're from the West Coast. Are we live finding out right now that Zeal Zaddy went behind your back? You might be on a different... There's a different one called Roll for Chaos? I'm about to find out. <laughs> this is so embarrassing for you. Uh, no, okay, there is a different role for okay. Chaos. Who I believe we when, we when we started, they were dormant. Oh. Yeah, they were dormant. Ah, I now um, see the role for Chaos that you were on. Looks like we got them a little bit of SEO. <laughs> and they were like, we should come back. Uh, wow, it would be weird because I'm also still in the role for Chaos Discord and group chat. And they just and- like... <laughs> intentionally like at everyone but joe um we're doing a game tonight we're coming back he thinks that the show died but it didn't we were just tired of his character uh can can we do a little notes section yeah little notes little notes one episode one and two of this podcast yeah i'm so sorry what's that little notes episode one and two of this podcast Fridge pod. For all you questies out there, a little bit of lore. I had COVID brain fog. Yeah. And it's fucking embarrassing to me. Because <laughs> I'm I'm literally sitting there. You'll say something funny, like tr- clearly trying to start a bit. And I'm just like over here trying to remember Sandra Bullock's name. I'm just like, she was in the blind side. <laughs> yeah, he took him two episodes to figure out Sandra Bullock. You had COVID brain fog. I was severely depressed at the time. But we really pushed through and made two episodes that people have probably heard by now, hopefully. That would be five. Starting on five is a choice. If you start but, on five, I kind of respect you. That's true. Uh, five is your lucky number, I assume, because nobody else, no other reason why to start on five. But also, little notes. Second little note. Little notes. We need, we need to plug at, at a minimum. We don't have to plug socials. We don't have to plug anything. We do need to plug Apple Podcast Reviews. Oh, we should plug those by now. So, there's going to be a link in the description. Head on over to the Apple Podcast Review page, and if you're on Spotify, you can do it there, too. Give us five stars. Leave us a little review. We'll read them. Maybe not on the show, but we'll read them. Yeah. That's your direct line of access to us. By the time this episode comes out, we'll have seen the reviews, and we'll be able to start reading them. However, that might not happen... For a minute, unless we go in and retroactively read some reviews, inserting them into old shows. That might be a little inside baseball. But time is a little weird for us. We exist outside of it like the Judeo-Christian God. <laughs> uh, what's what's interesting to me is, like, um, a lot of people don't listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts, so really. Like, uh, think about the judges. I think, like, 40% of our listenership is on Apple. Uh, that sounds about right. But, like... Apple podcast reviews mean so much to podcast growth, and it's so yeah. fucking stupid. Because, like, a lot of people don't use it. They use Spotify, or they use a, a random podcast app. 
And uh, but the Apple Podcast reviews, like if you ever want to support listener, if you listen to other podcasts, which you shouldn't, you should only listen to this one and the judges. Yeah, the only two that and, are real. And roll for chaos if you're feeling spike. <laughs> um, the easiest free way to do it is one, share the show, and two, literally just leave a five star Apple review. Make a new Apple Podcast account and leave a review for it because that's what gets you on the charts. If you leave a review for us, I will read it. In a Donald Trump voice, a Kermit the Frog voice, my best Nicolas Cage. Um, we'll make it fun for you. I was, I uh, on, on one of the previous episodes I was editing, I, I do a Mark Wahlberg impression for like three seconds and Aurora happened to be in the room. She goes, that's a bad impression, man. <laughs> I was like, you but know, you know who it is. And it's because I go, hey, I'm Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> exactly. When you say the name of who you're doing, it's like, so my Nicolas Cage is... um. It always starts with, it's me, your old pal, Nicolas Cage. Because <laughs> I feel like that's what he'd say if, you'd woke, if you woke up and he was like, hey, it's your old pal, Nicolas Cage. We just had a one-night stand, Nicolas Cage. Are you a fucking moron? <laughs> I don't know why. When you said Nicolas Cage, my brain thought of uh, the guy. See, this is me. Have, this is, I don't have COVID brain fog as an excuse. but it's just I do dumb, have- ladies and gentlemen. I do have better recall, so I have already thought of it, but I am just showing off my amazing stalling skills, which is, I don't know why my brain thought you were talking about Jack Nicholson. Jack, it's me, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> is that hey, Ronald Reagan? Reagan? Oh, no. This is my Nixon. No, it's Reagan. It's Fuck. Reagan doing Nicholson. <laughs> it's me, Jack Reaganson. Here's the president. What this country needs is an enema. That's a someone will love what I've done. I hate it. I was, yeah, some people love enemas. We'll say that. Yeah. How many impressions do you think you could like nail? Um, over under on eight and a half. And I mean like nail. Nail. Like you're confident. Like you'll bust it out in front of a new girlfriend's parents on the first time meeting because you're like they're gonna think this is a good impression. Oh, I'd never do that, but I would do it at a party. <laughs> uh, well, well this is, I, Donald your, Trump. Your friend group is having a Venn diagram friend group interaction with people you don't really know. Oh, but shit, like they okay. know, so you need to impress them. How many are you pulling out? Uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. I could probably, honestly, get away with that as the only one. Ice King? I, it depends on the groups mixing, but I think I could do Ice King. I think you could I mean, do I know Trump, I could right? do Ice King. Um, Kermit the Frog, yeah, probably. Um, very niche, but I do a good Muscle Man. Okay, from regular show. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cadence. I can do. I can. I can do the Cadence of Tucker Carlson. Oh sure. Yeah, but um, I I really I would probably feel the most I Bane, but that's one of those like any guy that's can do. Bane. Every guy can do that and Smeagol, right? Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. Do you remember when everyone was doing fucking Schmeagol? I can't. That's the weird part. Really? Yeah. I can't do it that well, and I, <laughs> or I won't try it. And I also refuse to try Stitch. I don't like really? those voices. Oh. Yeah. I can, I can sometimes bust out a Stitch when I want to. Yeah? A little bit. Like, oh, you... like a little bit there. <laughs> Just a little yeah. Stitch. Yeah. Little notes, little stitch. Those are the big two. And if you see this on TikTok, why don't you give us a little stitch? 
Oh my goodness. Stitch this with your best with fuck. <laughs> stitch this with your best little stitch impression. Alright, and now let's do a little duet. You sing uh the national anthem as Elmo and I'll do it as Stitch. Three, two, one. I did the Pledge of Allegiance. I forgot. I don't like our country that much most of the time, actually. So I don't care. I think we're both canceled by the she's, they's, and gays for not singing something by Britney Spears as the national anthem. I think we should have went My brain was like, something is not a Britney Spears song. (laughs) Hey, I, I'm actually I'm cool with the she's days and gays and nothing. The, not, or something is not a song title by Britney Spears. With the taste of Elmo's lips, I'm on a ride. Elmo's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dorothy says Elmo's toxic. <laughs> um, Britney Spears, my biggest formative memory. I, I assume this is what we wanted to go through. Uh, this was your big surprise, was you steering us to Britney Spears naturally. Oh, really? Uh, what's your most formative Britney Spears memory? Mine is her and Austin Powers' gold member. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> and I won't <laughs> elaborate. I can't, I can't. I can't. I can't say it. Okay. I can't say it on the podcast on episode five. You got her pregnant. It wasn't K-Fed. <laughs> I'm Kevin Federline. Uh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Give, Joe, can you give me a K-Fed impression? Hey, what's up? It's me, Kevin Federline. <laughs> I was married to Brittany Spears. I, I, the thing is, I knew it was him because you said his name. Yeah. Oh, I have a Kevin Federline story. No way. Bull, hang on. Bull fucking shit. <laughs> it's 2009, and it's come to school as a celebrity day. And right. I thought funny joke i will come to school as k-fed sure so i dressed up like he would giant 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 oversized white shirt my dad's big baggy pants and like a an airbrushed hat on sideways and um like people got it sure especially after i said my name so that's not i had kevin federline written in in paint pen puffy paint pen on the white t-shirt exactly now, the listeners are thinking, this isn't a good story. Well, keep in mind, I'm a 14-year-old boy dressed like a white guy who was appropriating early 2000s black culture, right? Mm-hmm. This was for a costume. Um, I get that makes my it okay. Clothes. You can wear anything as long as it's for a costume. As long as it's a costume. That's why, that's why it's okay. Anyways, <laughs> I get off my bus and I see a car. That I walk to because it's my dad's car. And my dad's sitting in the car. And I just open the passenger seat and I sit down. And I look over and it's not my dad. (laughs) It's not my dad's car. It's Britney Spears. (laughs) And I looked at this man who from a distance very much looked like my dad. But upon closer inspection was not. And I said, oh, and I got out of the car. That's all I said to the guy. I said, oh. And I left. <laughs> Poor fucking dude. I, I really needed that to be Britney Spears. And she just happened to be in the wherever you lived area. 
and she was just driving. I was like, oh my god, Kevin! Oh my god, I can't believe I left you here. You got right into my car. That's not good, but... It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It it was a little iffy. It was like a 5 out of 10. If you would have said, my name is Britney Spears, it would have shot up like an 8.5. My name is Britney Spears. Oh, baby, baby, <laughs> you got right into my car. You're 14 years old. <laughs> that didn't stop you. I can't sing. What am I doing? <laughs> no, no. I don't know who you were supposed to be just then. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to be uh, Britney Spears. Britney Spears yeah. from... The Brad Stalls universe. I, I don't know. That, that was a bad joke, but that sounds like a porn parody name. <laughs> no, it def- Britney Spears' porn parody name would definitely be something about, like, uh, Brit on my knees speared. I hate or that. something like that. That would definitely be your porn parody name. I hate that. And I would just like to say, in this moment, Britney Spears went through so much fucking shit yeah. and hypersexualization. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Her conservatorship is bullshit, and her son needs to stop talking trash on his mama's name. Again, even as I'm saying that, that was two weeks old news. So, you know, I'm really up to speed. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we were obviously young um, when Britney Spears, like, was blown up in the 90s and early 2000s. But it really is crazy when you look at the, like, Hit Me Baby One More Time music video and cover and everything. Yeah. Oh, she was 16. Yeah, that's insane that they would dress a like a child up like that. That's fucking insane. Like, there's like people will like conservatives and like fucking assholes will be like, oh, these young people they dress like adults and then they're just literally doing veiled uh, hiding of their pedophilic tendencies. Right. And then you look at like what it was like in the '90s with like stars, and it's like, oh, well, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was so fucking messed up, and like. Of course, when we were in elementary school, a 16-year-old was as good as a 45-year-old. So, like, I saw every teenager and I was like, a real adult. Oh, a yes. I, now I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, like, I mean, if you're in your teens, man, fuck, you're dead. You Right. Yeah, when you're, like, 12, you're like, oh, you're 17. Now Ugh. I cry whenever Gen Z people are like, I could have, you're fucking 28. I couldn't tell, and that's, like, crazy. <laughs> Are you fucking geriatric? Whenever Aurora and I go to somewhere and we're getting drinks or something, she always pulls out her ID, and I'm just like, oh, why? Why? They're not going to card you. Why Like, why are you pulling out your ID? And she's like, they do card me. I was like, yeah, it's because you're holding your ID, right? Like, if you just don't take it out, they're, like, and I realized how sad that made me once I realized I was like, oh, it, I don't look young enough to card anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they're supposed to card under 40. In no way they, like, always do that. But it's like, mm, maybe maybe I'm going to start taking my ID out and holding it just to be like, yeah, I'm, yeah, card me, please. <laughs> Glasses on, no carding. Glasses off, I'm a little boy. And they're very mm. concerned. Now, I will say, the amount of times I didn't get carded during situations where I was wearing a mask during peak COVID was outstanding. Because that made me feel like, anyone could have just gotten away with it um would you like to hear a a crime i committed almost about getting carded yeah so it was i was at uh harris teeter for the east coasters that's kroger 
for everybody else. And um, I was at self-checkout, getting some beer, and I noticed, you know, every time I do that, it asks for my ID, and then they tap the screen in a weird way, and a little thing pops up, and then they put a little thing in, and um, then then it's fine. They don't scan my, they don't even scan my card half the time, or if they sure. do, they take my card, and then they scan it. So, I started paying attention to the series of hand gestures and tapping that I would see these cashiers do. And I thought, I'll save everyone time by learning it and doing it myself. And the first time I went to do it, I fucked it up. Oh, no. And I had to call over Miss Maureen, who (laughs) I know her name because she knows my face, because she is always at the self-checkout. And she was like, what were you doing? And I was like, I didn't mean to. I tapped the screen weird and that popped up. So you should change my card. I wasn't trying to do this on my own. I'm 28 <laughs> years old. I don't need to. I don't need. I don't, I'm very, I'm old enough. No, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find a, uh, I had a really, really funny picture of myself on my Twitter and I cut. Sorry. I had to cut. Whoa. Um, I'm going to share the screen here with you, Joe, uh, and then yeah. I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to lead up to it. I'm going to show you the picture. I So this goes back to you talking about like not getting carded like during peak pandemic. I was going to buy spray paint. I don't remember what for. This was mid-pandemic. So I was 26, maybe 27, uh, buying spray paint. I, right. And I went to Walmart, went to go buy spray paint, and I got carded for fucking buying spray paint. Oh, yeah. So she's like, um, uh, I'm going to need to see an ID. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, really? And I was like, why? And she's like, there's no way you're you're over 18. And I said, okay. And then this is this is what I was wearing. This is what I looked like that day. Oh, my God. Listeners, he, you, here's the thing. You, you can't even tell that he parts his hair down the middle. So there's no pretty- way anyone would have thought that he was a child. I'm wearing a hat in this picture, but this was pre-me even doing middle part. Groom, not, beard not groomed. I hadn't even showered that day. I was doing some sort of work. But you had a you had a mask on. Yes, I did. That's fair. I did have a mask on. Um, but she she looks at the ID, looks at me, and goes, "I am so sorry." <laughs> oh no! Because I was twenty fucking seven. Yeah. Like you were nine years off, bud. <laughs> and like, why are you carding for spray paint? Come on! Just let me buy my spray paint. It's the middle of a fucking pandemic. Why are you choosing to get this close to me in a pandemic intentionally to be like, no, you're not 18 and you're buying spray paint. Like, just let me buy spray paint. I know you kids like to huff that out of a bag. It was crazy. I'm not going to huff that out of a bag. It was so insane the way she was just like, you are not over 18. Dude. Like, I'm 27. <laughs> It's it's crazy that we entered into this period. So, um, I was in like an in between jobs land in early 2020, and so I was working um, as close to full time as I could get at an office depot until I got back onto like a full time job. And um, it it was in the transition of into wearing masks. Everyone wear masks, please. And it became so bizarre to work in a retail setting, and just people are coming in, can't see most of their face. Right. When. The mask mandate went into full effect, right? We had someone steal two laptops off the floor. Okay. And upon reviewing the footage, 
Motherfucker wasn't wearing a mask. He had an opportunity to wear a mask, but no. Not only was he not wearing a mask, he was covered in highly identifiable bad tattoos and was sleeveless. Come on. Sleeveless. And it gets worse. This, this guy fucking slice it. Skinniest guy I've ever seen in my life. Skinny fucking Kevin Federline white dude. See, he cuts the co- cables off both the laptops, puts one in the front of his pants and one in the back of his pants. He was so thin that you couldn't tell he had two laptops sandwiching his button junk no. because he was that fucking skinny. So then he like walks to the back side of the store where it has the fewest, the, the least amount of uh, video coverage and then goes up and then bought something. But he didn't just buy something. He bought a monster energy drink and a box of red pens and he used a fucking credit card. His actual credit card. So we, f- fun fact, Office Depot, we don't sell a lot of Monster Energy drinks, right? So it wasn't hard. <laughs> it wasn't hard to line up the security footage and his purchase and then get his name and then find his fucking Facebook, identify all of his tattoos. I was in the back with my boss. We were like finding where he worked. We found that he had two different Facebooks where he had previously been posing as a woman to catfish different people. Because if you click back far enough, it just became a woman's profile. That's so funny. He could have just worn a mask and not bought a fucking Monster Energy drink, and he would have had two laptops. And the, nice crazy, the craziest part of the story is he looked so much like Kevin Federline, he left the store and accidentally got straight into the backseat of a cop car. Yeah, and guess who the cop opened was. up and went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the cop was Britney Spears. He tried to get out. You know, but you know, cop doors don't open from the inside on the back on the back door. No, so he kind of arrested himself. Yeah, sad little life of that guy. I mean, if you're gonna steal, do it right, right? Yeah, listen, it's not a crime if you don't get caught doing the stealing. I agree with that. You can wear anything as a costume as long as it's a costume, right? And it's not illegal to steal as long as you don't get caught. Exactly, and just be careful though, because there are some stores that let you steal until you've stolen too much. That's and then right. they go, oh, we got you for this. And you're like, it's just a fucking sweet potato. And they're like, but it's the 18th sweet potato. And that's added up to an unexcusable amount of stealing. That's $37. I don't know what the price of sweet potatoes is. Probably less you're, than $2 a time. Fucking, are, is that because you're so fucking disconnected from the reality of the working man now that I'm you're so- a full-time content creator? I'm so disconnected as a as a full time podcaster uh, starting tomorrow that I don't know what the price of a sweet potato is. I'm thinking of the individually wrapped ones, but also I kind of don't buy a lot of potatoes. I'm not a potato guy. I love potatoes. I just don't like cooking them. Wow, Josh. Hey, if you found a quarter, <laughs> would you even call your mom about it? Hey, sweet potato from uh, Instant Cart, dollar nineteen. So that's not that far off of two dollars. How much is a regular potato? Regular potato. I think it's 89 cents a spud. Wow, russet potato, $1.38 on Easy Bins. Wow. Well, it's a russet. <laughs> that's, that's top fucking notch. I was thinking of the little ones, all right? <laughs> so, speaking of quarters and people and commenting, um, I, I, I thought this is not the thing I was going to surprise you with, but I was, okay. I just crossed in my head. As a, as a fellow content creator, 
Do you ever feel like you get comments that are supposed to be nice, but are definitely not nice? Kind of, but I'll let you share first. Because uh, I was just, so I was watching uh, Make Some Noise on College Humor's Dropout. Great show. Highly recommend it. Get us on the show. Get us on the show, Sam Reich. Um, right. You heard how good we are at Britney Spears. Um, Is it Reich? Yeah. I always thought it was Sam Reich. Nope, I think it's Sam Reich. Or I'm oh. wrong. And if oh, I'm wait, wrong, are you talking about the Japanese soldiers, the Sam Reich? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am talking about the Japanese soldiers, the Sam Reich. You're almost, you're almost doing an impression of an actor whose name I can't remember, so it's Christoph Waltz. Oh, I thought it was going to be the Bond guy. He was, he was in that. Playing oh. the guy you're thinking about. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's got a little bit of a sing to his voice and he gets so excited. Um, but, okay, yeah, if I'm at a party, my Christoph Waltz will blow okay. away. I was looking for a way to naturally bring in my Christoph Waltz. <laughs> oh, everyone loves a Christoph Waltz impression. Um, I'm so very happy to be at your party. Thank you for inviting me, Christoph Waltz. I was in a movie where I said the N-word. Isn't that fantastic? Thank you, Quentin Tarantino. And to tie it all back into a bow before we get back to your comment you're about to talk about, that is definitely who Goldmember was based on, right? Uh, so Goldmember was based on Goldfinger, but the voice was based on Blofeld from the other James Bond movies. And, um, and Christoph Waltz played the reboot of Blofeld in James Bond Spectre. I have not seen any of these movies, but I've osmosed the knowledge. Hey, how about Emo Jonesif? That way you're Osmimo Jonesif. <laughs> Osmimo Jonesif? Yeah. The name's Emo. Joseph <laughs> <laughs> Emo? God damn it! Let's <laughs> the last name first. <laughs> the name's Joseph. Emo Joseph. I like my Mountain Dew shaken, not stirred. <laughs> um, but I got a comment that was like, so I, I, they were talking about this on, on Makes a Noise, and I realized I get comments like this all the time too. Uh, comments that are like, man, I haven't seen you in so long. Glad you're still funny. Mm. And it's like, oh, so you're not engaging with my content, which means my content is not doing well enough for you to see it. And why would you say still funny? Yeah. Or I like... Mean, like, established internet, right? Like, I could only imagine, like, being, like, a longer... Where people just constantly, like, I liked your old stuff better. Jacksepticeye said recently, it's like, it's not that you like the old stuff better. Yeah. It's that you like how... It's like you like the, the where you were in life when you were engaging with that content. Yeah, I mean, I buy into that a little bit. I also, I mean, a lot... But I also just think, like, I mean, because people say about music, right? Is like, the first albums of of bands were, like, always, like, the best albums. And, like, sometimes that's just objectively true. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it definitely it definitely has its place. With, with, with content, I can see it being all over the place, though. Cause, yeah. But it is, like, and even I think you and I are probably guilty of this, of, of being, like, well, I see that you're going in a new creative direction that I don't personally vibe with. Yeah. Um, but it's like, why say that? Mm -hmm. Why say that to me? Like, Dude. or or I get people who are like, "Oh man, that's almost a perfect impression." 
And I'm like, wow. What if you just didn't say shit? Because now I'm like, what? Well, Buttman99 thinks that clearly I have room to improve. But where do I go from here? Or someone who was like, you would be so good, but your voice is naturally too low. I'm like, what is the, what is the tone of your comment here? I'm not asking for critiques. I'm just, yeah. like, I think we were just talking about this a little bit today, but I can't remember where I saw it, but it was somebody who, like, is a content creator who was who's had this this quote, and it was, like, you have to remind yourself, or, like, viewers need to remind themselves, where it's, like, I'm creating content for you to view. I'm not creating content for you specifically. Yes. And, like, it, that's, I think that's what drives me insane, is, like, when somebody, as a viewer, and, like, criticism is fine like obviously like constructive criticism is 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 fine like but when one specific viewer is like hey i didn't like this because it didn't curtail to my exact thing that i needed or like that i wanted out of this it drives me it just drives me insane or like people try to like uh input like your own opinion onto something that like you didn't state and it it drives me insane the closest thing we get though that that of comments where people are like kind of backhanded compliment stuff is like um, people will comment like on, cause obviously I'm part of a trio with the judges. People will comment like, uh, and it goes for any of it, but like if someone says like, Josh, you're the funniest judgy. I like oh. you the most. Like even that's like, they're my fucking friends, asshole. Don't just be like, yeah, the other two people that you spend all of your time around aren't funny to me. And then also it also stings when they're like, Erica's the funniest, the boys need to stop. Or like Christian's actually funny and Josh inserts himself too much. It's like, and it's like, Hey, we didn't need that. People read those. <laughs> I'm actively prepared for the Joseph needs to just stop talking so much comments. On his own show? <laughs> <laughs> He's walking all over Josh, and I bet he doesn't even feel bad about it. Erica gets stuff. I mean, obviously, Erica as a woman gets more like general hate than like we do. Um, and a lot hate. of the hate that we get as men is, when I, be, when I say we, I'm talking about me and Christian. Is a lot more like blow offable. It's like, oh, you guys hate men, uh, probably because you're trying to fuck a girl or something. And it's like, well, okay. Um, Erica like you will like my wife get pregnant in real time. <laughs> uh, Erica will like the funniest one is somebody left a, a re- review saying, "I can't listen to the show anymore. All Erica does is talk about how she's pregnant." And then we got a second review that was like, uh, "Man, Erica is way too political." When like I'm constantly talking about like like a cab and like just a bun- bunch of shit and Eric will just go mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god and can i'm just an like hey. in the chat real quick chat can we get an a cab in the chat a cabs in the chat everybody leave A-cab an A-cab in the chat, on everybody your, on your five-star review and also people commenters how about you give it a break of that kit kat bar It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back to this side of the podcast Whoa. here with Joseph Dubay, Emo Joseph on Spotify and TikTok. Just kidding, Joseph Dubay on Spotify, Emo Joseph on TikTok, uh, Emo Joseph 
TikTok on Twitter, and Joseph Day Music on Instagram. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling like I've got a real problem in my tummy, probably on account of the fucking Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, fuck your shit up. Fuck your shit up. I didn't anticipate that. Josh is, one of Josh's favorite things to do is make fun of the fact that my social media tags are all different all across the board. Because <laughs> uh, it's Emo Joseph on TikTok, yeah. but it's Joseph Debay Music on Instagram. Yeah. And then Twitter is inexplicably Emo Joseph TikTok. <laughs> it's so, it, I don't mean to make fun of you in the sense of like, you idiot. It's just this, to me, it's so funny because like when we do ours, it's like the judges on everything, go fucking find it. But like with you, it's like, I get to tell you all the fun little places where I am. It's like Ooh, individual well, little things. You think I'm over there, but I'm really over here. <laughs> and now it's like Joseph Dubé on Spotify. The Puddle Ducks is a band I'm in. Also, I have a podcast. Did I mention? Also, the podcast. Oh, just to say, I posted a video today of guess who our drummer is, and mm-hmm. no one is guessing our actual drummer, and so I feel so bad for that. Like, you feel bad when everyone's like... Josh is my. I'm like, could one of you? Like, I get it. I get that Alan's also good at drumming, but Weston is the drummer. Okay, Alan is a drummer. <laughs> Weston is the drummer. And then someone called. Our names are written in the video. Comments are being like, I bet it's Walter. I really think it's probably Wesley. And then one person was like, Nah, Mo was faking it. I know Mo's the drummer. The guy who had like the basic. Just like, it's like that's the drummer. He's faking it for the video where it's the fun part for the listeners to try to guess. No, the the guy who's good at it is faking it. Actually, my my sister said that she saw the video and it looked like um, a toddler holding a fork and a knife. The way I held the drumsticks. (laughs) Like with just at the very end of them, like I will, I will play the drums now! Yay! <laughs> I will do the Christoph Waltz for you. Oh, everybody wants me to play the drums. I'm so excited. Listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is a segment, a brand new segment, a segment that I never told you about. It's a mystical segment, a magical segment. The theme song is getting played out. I have a segment. Okay. I came up with a game. Uh Uh-oh. Here's the thing. I was going, I was going to, um... Play this. Uh, no one's ever done this before. But you present someone with one star reviews, and then they have to guess the thing. No one's ever okay. done that before. I love. I was going to do it about video games based on a con a conversation we had off the podcast. Yeah. I may do that in the future, but I have a question. Are you familiar with Game Boy Mom? No. Okay. Good. Okay. So, <laughs> I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So Game Boy Mom is a is a current meme that I learned about today. Um, and <laughs> like you're so hip about it, like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. You don't know what Game Boy Mom is. Ugh. I learned about it today, and now. <laughs> so there's a '90s anti-kidnapping PSA video. Okay. And one of the people who is a potential predator is Game Boy Mom, who is a late '20s attractive woman. With That's a Game Boy, and we'll we'll get to what she says. Um, I don't want you to watch the video because 
I want I want to because of the the game that I'm getting to. Um, but there, I saw an article that was like millennials are begging to be kidnapped by the Game Boy mom. Okay. And she's got, I assume this is like mommy milkers ask like hot mom. I have a mom. She, she, listen, here's the thing because it's 2022 and this video is filmed in the nineties. Everyone in it looks like a millennial or a Gen Z from 2022 with a filter over them. Sure. So she just looks like a pretty lady that you could see at any point. All the dudes look like they really want you to listen to Rex Orange County with them. And then, like, the there was an older woman who just looked like, you know, what an old woman has looked like since the dawn of time. Hey, the Tame Impala is actually a person. It's not a group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I go to the record store with any of my friends... Um, I'll walk over to where Tame Impala is, and I'll wait till they get across the aisle, and I'll go, have you ever heard of this band? And I'll pull up the Tame Impala record, and I'll do that to the same person if I have to, just so I can say the joke. Um, but I was watching the video, and let's see, one, two, three, four, five. There were five scenarios in the snippet that was going around, um, each named, and they are all scenarios of potential kidnapping tactics. Right. Okay. And so I like to play a game with you called Would You Have Gotten Kidnapped? Okay. Yeah. I'm glad so, in this in this instance that I'm the kidnappee and not the kidnapper because I really felt like you were targeting because of my blonde mustache for a second. No, no, no. That's just something that you have to live with. Yeah. Yeah, that I'm sorry, it's just your affliction. <laughs> um but so I'm going to ask you these scenarios, and I want to know whether you'd have gotten kidnapped as a kid, and potentially, would you still get kidnapped now? Okay, uh, can I get an like, age range for kid? Uh, you're like you're like uh, kindergarten to third grade. Okay, five to eight. Gotcha. Five to eight, and let's say like like okay, so maybe not kidnapped now, but would this scenario? Would you be like? I could go over there with you. And then you get like mugged or killed. Would I get mugged in an alley? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the first, now you're going to hear, I've written down word for word what everyone says, and you're going to hear what each scenario is called. You might find that three of them are the same exact kind of scenario with a new name, but here we go. The first one is called the helping track trap, the helping trap. Okay. Hi, I lost my little dog. Would you help me find them? Okay. As an adult, fuck no. I am, I was just like, sucks, sorry. Uh, <laughs> as a kid? Would I get kidnapped as a kid? I don't think so. I think I, I think I would have been afraid to fail to help. Really? Yeah. I don't think I was like, I, yeah, I'm confident in my dog finding skills as a kid. I would have been like, nah, I don't care about the dog. I, I would be afraid to fail now. Mm. But I would that I feel like that's too classic of a potential predator line mm. that I would have like heard about it and been like probably didn't lose a dog. But now I'd be like, oh fuck! If I don't find this dog, then this guy's gonna think that I can't find dogs. I would take I would take their number and be like, yeah, if I see it, I'll call you. Because that's I. Good, yeah. I lost when I first adopted my dog. I lost him within a week. He ran off his collar, and uh, was gone for uh, five days, I think. 
And I had to drive around the neighborhood and ask people, like, hey, I lost a dog. Can you, have you seen a dog? And at this point, I was not mustachioed, to be fair, but I was a white guy driving around and asking, like, teenage girls, like, hey, have you seen a dog in the area? And they're like, no. And I was like, that's fair. But if you do, call call the, uh, like, local vet. Oh my god. <laughs> or the animal rescue. So oh I do god. I do feel the pain here of somebody who has lost a dog, but my response would always just be, uh, uh give me your number. Yeah. Well, if uh, I'll let you know. Is it so chipped? Over two. Is he chipped? Yeah. I'm over two on getting kidnapped, I feel like. That's good. Okay, now this is the this is the Game Boy Mom trap. It's called the bribing trap. Okay. I can't identify a real bribe in this, but <laughs> When you heat now to the modern millennial, perhaps the bribe would be like, "Well, she's pretty, but you're a yeah. little child, and she's a child predator." She's and she, I, the bribe is that she will one day be my bribe to be, and I am going to marry her. People are missing the point is that this woman might be pretty, but she's also a fucking child predator. And you know what? We need to stop giving women who are child predators a pass. Yeah, like that, like that. 45-year-old woman who slept with a teenager and they're like, beautiful heiress has oh, dude. rendezvous with teen. Like, I had to have a conversation with a co-worker who was like, trying to argue with me that like a, a boy getting statutory raped by a teacher in high school was cool. He's like, no, every, every teenage boy would have loved that. And it's like, regardless of how a teenager can or cannot consent to something, it's still gonna fuck that person up because it's not okay. Not okay. Now back on to the funny game. <laughs> I the will be getting trap. kidnapped. <laughs> now picture, I, I would just say picture uh, a blonde 27-year-old woman with, with uh, the original Game Boy, the original gray Game Boy, much like this one oh, that baby. I have right here. My original gray Game Boy. Um, hi, I'm just playing my daughter's video game, but the batteries seem to be dead. I have some in my car. Why don't you come with me and help me put them in? That's such a bad bribe. The bribe is labor? The the bribe is me doing labor? (laughs) Right? Man, if if the mom was like, hey, this is my daughter's Game Boy game. She has a Game Boy in my car and she's grounded. Do you want it? I would be in that car before she said, do you want it? I'd be like, yeah, give me the fucking Game Boy. Take me a what? Game Boy. I'll take a Game Boy. I mean, you're not gonna say no to a Game Boy. As, uh, so I'll, I'll give me, I'll give me like a point five abduction as a child. I feel like as a kid, I might be like, well, I don't have my Game Boy, and if I did, I don't have a link cable. <laughs> so, <laughs> are well, we gonna play Tetris I- next to each other? <laughs> Technically, Mish, I can't even trade you any Pokemon because I forgot my link cable at home today. So it looks like I'm, you're playing Pokemon Blue, and I've already got Pokemon Blue. I already have Should the I... It's a version exclusive. I don't need it. Um, Talk to me when you've got a Growlithe. <laughs> fun, fun fact. Actually, uh, when I was six, I lived in Janesville, Wisconsin, and uh, my grandparents tried to pick me up from school one day, and I said no because that was the most classic like. Hey, your grandparents are picking you up from school today. But it was my grandparents. But I was still like, no, you're not my mom. Oh, man. What? What? <laughs> what? 
I was unkidnappable. What can I say? That's it. I volunteered a kidnapping once. One time my one time my my mom couldn't pick me up from school and my dad was in seminary. My dad's a pastor. He was in um and I not that I want to be one ever. Um my dad was in like his version of like grad school for priests, I guess. And his like big I hear they call that grab was, school. Say that one more time, one more time. I hear they call that grab school. Not Catholic. Not Catholic. <laughs> Not ca- if I, he was Catholic, I wouldn't exist. Um, but um, <laughs> he was like 30 minutes late. And he and there were no cell phones. And so my friend's mom took her kids home and then came back and was like, why are you still here, Joe? And I was like, my parents aren't coming. She was like, I'll give you a ride home. And I was like, seems fair. You're an adult that I know. <laughs> that makes you sense. You could be bad. And so I just got in her car, and my parents showed up like 10 minutes after that, and were like, what the fuck were you thinking? And I was like, we know her. She's made me sandwiches. <laughs> That's what the Game Bay mom should have had, was a sandwich and the Game Boy. Exactly. Because everyone knows that people who are going to hurt kids are never people they already know. Much, yeah, simple math. And much like, for me, much like the dogs, I am very, very treat motivated. So any if any of these scenarios involve sweets or savories, I am getting in the car. Okay, so adult you, oh, oh, a grown woman with, <laughs> a grown woman with a Game Boy from the 90s goes, I need help putting my battery into my daughter's Game Boy. Come to my car with me. What happens? I, I'll say, uh, is there any snacks involved? You got any red vines? You got any other '90s sweet treats? Do you have a Gushers? Do you have uh, Do you have uh, Do you have one of those Rice Krispie fruit roll-up Gusher sushi rolls? Do you have one of the big oatmeal cream pies that they just brought back? Do you have Scooby Doo gummies? Oh, you do. <laughs> well, do you have um, those drinks with the cartoon characters on the top? Do That's you have what? the Kool Aid jammer? Where you twist the thing off, and what do you do with it? Chew on it. Do you have a roll of gum that is three feet long? I can't, a bubble gum tape, or three or, feet of gum, three feet of fun, and or uh, and if you don't have bubble gum tape, I will take the gum that was like band aids. I oh, will take band aid yeah. gum. <laughs> do you have a packet of Big Chew so I can chew some aluminum tasting gum strands? <laughs> do you have alcohol? I don't know what it tastes like, but I know my daddy likes it. Yeah, and he said and this that is if I could bring him a bottle of that good stuff, he'd love me. <laughs> um, as an adult, if someone, if another adult was like, I can't figure out how to put my batteries in, I would probably be like, oh, you, something is horribly wrong here. Is this a code? Do you need more than just battery help? Oh, it's kind of like or, the Or have you escaped... From the watchful eye of a of a wonderful caretaker, and I need to get you back somewhere where you'll be okay and you'll be that, safe. That damn Britney Spears got out of her conservatorship, and now she's asking people to put her batteries in her Game Boys because that's the last time she saw the light of day. Oh my like, god! Oh, Mrs. Spears, we gotta get you home. <laughs> I would, if I could, you know, hypothetically, if I could punch anyone, it'd be Britney Spears' dad. Really? I think yeah. I would. I, I think we talked about this. I think I would still go for Dan Schneider. Oh, yeah, probably Dan Schneider. 
who is a big loser. The Dan Schneider thing, and this is a theory, is what sort of caused Britney to originally spiral. Really? Oh, really? There's a theory that Zoe uh, Spears' kid... Oh, you know, no. There's just a theory. And that's why that's Zoe Warren got canceled. Oh, God. Because that happened right before Britney publicly had a meltdown and shaved her head because maybe well, she Well, let's just say that it. Zoe also was, you know, not on her sister's side in recent days. And what so. if she was getting groomed the whole time by one Dan Schneider? God damn it. And it's just a theory. A game theory. <laughs> Thanks for watching. And back to the game. Back to the fun game about being kidnapped. This is the being famous trap. Ooh. Now, I have a footnote, a literal footnote about this one, but it's, Hey, kid. How you doing? You know, we're making a movie over there. You want to come see? Now, this guy looks like a Philip Seymour Hoffman. The angle is like he's in a pool looking up, but he's at the bottom of like a play fort. Okay. And you just see a child's bare foot that he taps with his pinky a couple times, and then the kid's foot slides out of frame across his hand. What? It's so upsetting. The whole thing is so upsetting. So Dan Schneider produced this 90s ad. <laughs> um, Damn it. We can't, get, we can't escape him. Um, okay. The premise sans uh, pinky touching my foot? As a child, yeah, I'm going. I'm getting abducted. I want nothing but fame. I have always strived for fame and fame and money. As an adult, yeah, I'm getting abducted. I'm going to be mugged. Are you fucking kidding me? You know how much fucking judges listeners we get if I was in a fucking sea lifter? <laughs> if, if I was a kid, probably. If I was an adult, I'd be like, over there? I can't, I can't see it. It's super low budget. Super low budget. The cameras are actually, like, people are wearing contacts, and they got cameras in them. That sounds incredibly high budget. Low budget. Low budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to be blind after this. It is untested <laughs> experimental cameras. <laughs> now, buddy, you pointed over to the public bathroom, so I have a sense of what kind of movie you're making. Flattered? <laughs> Not interested. No, in that scenario where the cameras were in a public bathroom, the toe touching makes more sense. God, it was, I don't think it was like supposed to be creepy. I think it was just like, hey, this kid's got their foot in the shot and he was just like moving his hand, oh. but, but like just enough that he keeps tapping the foot and then when the foot leaves, it just drags across his hand, which is not his fault again, Maybe. but it was, it's the wildest one. And everyone's so blinded by Game Boy Mom that they're not thinking about the weirdness of this man. They're not now talking here's, about this one Foot is... Touch Dad. Foot Touch Dad? Yeah. What? They're not talking about... They're so blinded by Game Boy Mom, <laughs> they're not talking about Foot Touch Dad. Foot Touch Dad! Hey! Hello, it's me, Foot Touch Dad! <laughs> I'm gonna touch those tootsies, eh? Hey, bring me the dog! You can't wear sandals without socks around me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch them. Oh, it's it's non-sexual. All right, this is just for me. It's uh, how it's my love language. The uncle, the the instead of the give me a hug, uncle, it's the let me see them toes, uncle. Where are the toes? Why are you wearing house slippers? It's warm out. Now you know your uncle is just 
because he doesn't have any toes, he is oh, very, no. he just, he just is so happy for you and the fact that you've got your toes. If you had been in the same kind of reef shark incident that your uncle was don't, in. Don't make our viewers feel empathetic for toe touch guy. <laughs> you had been in the same sort of reef shark incident. You understand when those reef sharks latched. He used to he used to wear size twelve shoes, and he's got to wear size eleven now. I used to have the best toes in the business. Me and oh, he's a toe model. Me and my college roommate Danny S. Don't know what happened to that guy, Danny S. He was some movie guy or TV guy. He, <laughs> he loved my feet. Him and my other buddy Quentin, they loved my feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got two more. All right. This one's called the having fun trap. I think I'm at I think I'm at two and a half kidnaps out of five. Or two and a half kidnaps out of five. You've been kidnapped at this point. This is short, sweet, and to the point. Hey, wanna go to the arcade and play some games? Ooh, games. Hmm. Would Josh be enticed by arcade games? The thing is, I was my family was not very wealthy, but we always made sure to get the video game consoles. We wouldn't have right. enough for school lunches, but we had a Nintendo 64. So back so, then, if you saw a quarter on the ground, you would pick it up. <laughs> I would pick up a quarter. Uh, I'm thinking it, because of that, I'd say no. Just because oh, yeah. I, like, I got games at home, bud. I'm, I got I got fucking N64 cartridges collecting dust right now. You think I don't have Primal Rage on my own Game Boy system? I got Primal Rage at home. Dude, Primal Rage is such a good game. As an Guys, adult, if you haven't played Primal Rage, you gotta play Primal Rage. As as an adult, with my reaction to hearing Primal Rage in an arcade, I'm getting kidnapped then. Because I'm yeah. like, yeah, I gotta check out a fucking arcade of Primal Rage. Hey, you want to see something? Oh no, fucking, come on, man! I got fucking Primal Rage right here. <laughs> Within that, arm's reach, I have Primal Rage. Now, is this even the game I'm thinking of? It sure is. The right. uh, Mortal Kombat with dinosaurs? That's not the game I was thinking of, but hey, love that. Oh game. damn it! I was thinking of the one where you're monsters and they climb on buildings. Oh, Rampage! Hold Rampage. on. <laughs> no way. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Oh my God! He, his heart has stopped. He's struggling for breath. He's dying as we speak. He for Christ, some reason did I get rid of Rampage. For some reason, attached a heartbeat monitor right before this bit, and it's going 80, 75, 60, 42, 35. It's slowing, slowing, slowing. His blood I, pressure is through the roof or very low, whichever is worse. I don't have it anymore. He's flatlining, folks. He's dead. He oh. lied and he died. I lied and I died. <laughs> Fuck. What I if used you to just, have Rampage. What if you just whipped out the Dwayne Johnson movie make of Rampage? <laughs> yeah, I got Rampage. Rampage? <laughs> This is what it's you're the talking. only rampage I'm familiar with. Now give me your toes. <laughs> toe, toe touch an uncle. Oh, <laughs> he's just a guy with he, he. Listen, he would have been a he was a successful foot model until the reef shark incident. Well, my brother was somebody that I really respected. I mean, to see a man take his toes and make him lucrative like that was something that. Truly, I didn't, you know, nobody in the family ever thought anybody of us would be modeling on account of the ugliness, but he really took his feet and went with it. When those reef sharks latched on, I mean, the, 
the look on his face wasn't from the pain of losing the toes, but it was from the pain of losing the toes in a much more artistic sense. And you know what? The, the craziest part was the reef sharks. They were in the fount the Friends Fountain in New York. We were just sort of there to you know do the clapping scene, and there's somebody put fucking reef sharks in the Friends Fountain from New York. I was gonna be the extra friend, <laughs> and because of the reef sharks, I still think to this day. I think it was Sh I think it was Schwimmer. I I think Schwimmer put those swimmers in that fountain. <laughs> this is the last one. Okay. The getting a job trap. Uh, okay. This is coming from an old woman. Little boy. <laughs> always off to a terrible start. All the other little ones boy. were hey kid, and this one's just little boy. Little boy. I'll give you $10 if you take my bag to my car for me. I'm kidnapped. Oh. Yeah. See, I was also raised as a Cub Scout. I'm getting kidnapped. And as an adult, I'm getting, I'm probably getting mugged. If someone calls me a little boy as an overweight 28-year-old, I'm like, yeah, I'm a little boy. Yeah, let me take your groceries. I'm also a strong boy. Thank you for boy. noticing. I'm, I was the kid who helped put all the – I was the strong boy who put all the chairs on the tables. Oh, man. So you were like the youth group, like, cool guy? Well, I was, I, I was going to say, I was in a youth group. I was in multiple youth groups. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't just go to... I let my greatness... Sh I didn't hide myself under a bushel. No. I let it shine at as many youth groups in the tri-state area as I could. Uh, my most formative memory from youth group, which is um, we were merging with a different youth group. We were, I was in a Presbyterian youth group, and we were merging with the Methodist... No, Lutheran... Uh, youth group just because they were a local church like a block away and there's kids there from my school obviously that i knew and we were playing monkey in the middle with the, is that a problematic we were playing that game where there's I, I don't know shit i don't know that could be problematic but we were playing that is, game i, I could and, uh, i could i tried yeah. to fake the guy out and like fake high and then throw between his legs hit him right in the nuts and then i hid uh ever the <laughs> confrontation avoider i hid and then he found me and threatened to beat the shit out of me he's like if you didn't mean to hit me in the nuts then why are you hiding i was like i was scared i just hit a guy in the nuts what else are you supposed to do god isn't protecting me i know that god that sucks you man you could also call it pickle in a dish or piggy in the middle those all sound offensive yeah i got no piggies to put in the middle anymore I tell you what, yeah, these, I'm really lucky that my pickle was not in that dish. <laughs> I don't care much for it. The real money maker were the piggies. This little piggy went to market. This little piggy stayed home, and then all ten of my piggies got eaten when the reef sharks latched. <laughs> I would. I tell you what. I wish. Uh, I wish my wife's little one had as easy time latching onto her teeth when we were breastfeeding them, as those reef sharks had <laughs> easy time latching onto my little toes. <laughs> Okay, I will say it is weird that your uncle is always talking about how hard it was for his wife to breastfeed. Um, oh, no finger also, Nancy? He's, his wife, he's no not finger Nancy? The, <laughs> he's not been the same since that reef shark incident. She actually lost her fingers because um, she got... Have you ever seen the movie where the <laughs> ghost shows up on Skype and the kid puts his hand in a blender? She got <laughs> she got ghost blender just like that kid. Oh, ghost blender... Janine, that's what I call her. 
Yeah, her name is No Fingers Nancy, though. So. Yeah, I call her Ghost Finger Janine, as as we all do. <laughs> it's an endearing term. It's endearing. So, so I hit five and a half kidnaps out of ten. So I'm getting kidnapped yeah. more often than not. I think I had, like, five kidnaps again. But I would say most of my kidnapping... Oh, so if the guy was like, do you want to go to an arcade? As an adult, I'd be like, if it's not Dave and Buster's, like, what are we talking about? We have a real arcade? <laughs> Is it a barcade? Um, I mean, I'm down. Ooh, I've never been to a barcade, actually. That sounds very fun. You'd think we'd have them here, but we don't. We don't... Like, it's a tourist trap. I love Charleston, but, like, it's very touristy. You'd think we'd have some sort of arcade, but we just don't. As as a business idea, that should exist more, and I've, I've said this on uh, the judges, uh, Hooters but haircuts needs to exist. I'm not saying I would go there, but, like, how is that not a business idea? Um, I don't think people want butt haircuts. Hooters butt. <laughs> <laughs> I know who Hooter is, but I don't know why he's giving butt haircuts. Yeah, it's a guy named Hooter who just shaved your ass hair. And when you ask for anything else, it's not a wax. It's not a waxer. If you ask for anything else, he's like, not nah, just the ass. One thing I learned is that people aren't taking care of the hair down there. So I figured, you know, if I got a passion, um, I got to utilize that in my business model. And um, so I started Hooters Butt Haircuts. And honestly, you know, it's been 16 years. So I can't, you got it. it it's working. <laughs> ladies Sometimes and, I'm even surprised. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, I am, Sh- I am Shane McNasty, joined by Hooter McScoots, talking on KNLR 103.5 about his business he founded that has now... Saved up enough money to start a reef shark orphanage. Hooter, tell us more about butt hair and how that made it so you could have reef sharks housed in every single fountain in the, in the greater New York City metro area. So there's something, I have a friend, you might have heard about him. Uh, he was on a show called Friends, ironically. His name was David Schwimmer. And uh, he, had a, 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 he had a small collection of reef sharks. Uh, and they got too big for his tank. Uh, he put him, he put him in a fountain, and it was, you know, there was a misunderstanding. I believe someone might have um, lost some of their toes, but I can't confirm that. But what I learned was that there are so many reef sharks that people are just they can't house them forever, and that's not fair. And these fountains, they aren't outfitted for salt water life. So when I started Hooters Butt Haircuts, I knew that if I had enough money to sustain myself and my loved ones, that uh, the next thing I would have to do uh, out of an obligation to how much I care about the environment is find a place for these reef sharks uh, to live safely uh, and in peace. All right, wonderful story. Thanks again, Hooter. And for KNER 105.9 The Radio, I'm Shane, and that was the entirety of Shark Week. See you next year. Yeah, they sold Shark Week to a local radio station when they were fucking gutting Discovery and WB. <laughs> what a fun little bit we did. We did a good bit. I love. I think we had a. Oh, I love. Sorry. I loved the game. Is all I was gonna say. You love the game. I don't know. Here's the thing, listeners. I'm gonna do my best to somehow bring that back in the future. Oh, okay. I don't know how many kidnapping PSAs I'll have to watch, but goddamn it, I'll watch them. The thing is, you could just do any game and just do that same intro. Oh. (laughs) 
the intro is important to letting them know what's going to happen, but not letting them know what's going to happen next. And what's happening next? Are well, we... I think it's time to say goodbye. I think so. <sighs> this has been a fun run. Five episodes. None of them are out at the point of recording. And we're what done. What if this tanks? How would your ego handle if we get no listeners? By episode five, everyone's like, hey, not for me. Uh, considering the fact that we have just gone into a, uh, an arrangement with a network, uh, shout out to Cloud10, love you. Um, it would suck because we would be contractually obligated to keep doing a bombing <laughs> podcast for the remainder of a year. That would be very embarrassing for us. It would be very embarrassing. That's, um, that's but that's not what's going to happen. Because by the time <laughs> this podcast comes out, we are going to be literally living in Elon Musk's house because we will have usurped him as rich bitches. <laughs> and we'll buy Twitter. If I ever accrue Elon Musk's wealth, something went horribly wrong in my in my moral system. <laughs> <laughs> That's true because, and this is uh, pretty much researchable, fellows. But Elon Musk's money oh, it doesn't come from a good place; it rhymes with a bar pied. Uh, also, and this is actually a factual truth. You can look it up. Elon Musk's Elon Musk has too much money, and that is a fact. You cannot argue it. It is way more than he needs. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I'm at a place in my life, if someone gave me $10,000, I would know what to do with $8,000. And then I'd be like, shit, I guess I saved I guess that's it. I guess I blow it on a crypto? I don't know. What else do rich people do? Yeah, I guess I start my own crypto? I guess I rescue a reef shark? And if you picked up a quarter, you would be happy, saddened? If, listen, you give me $10,000, I'm going to stop looking for quarters for at least a month. Now, I'll tell you this. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. If you listened and you liked it, leave us a five-star review. Yeah. If you listened, you like it, but you're realistic, drop a four-star review. I'll accept it. If you leave a three-star review, I will be internally conflicted over what we did that wasn't good enough for a four or five, but wasn't bad enough for a one or a two. If you give me a two-star review... I don't trust your judgment as a human. And if you give us a one-star review, I will ignore it. Unless it you know, has pertinent information. I can see but, I can see the three-star review now, which is, great podcast, but I'm Dan Schneider, and boy, they really went hard on me. <laughs> really funny podcast, but it's Britney Spears' father. I feel like it was rude of Joe to want to punch me for just being a shitball. I made one sin, which was 49 years of perpetual assholery. It's just one little sin <laughs> of living Three a star. bad life. <laughs> I'm Game Boy Mom, and I don't like that you kept reminding people that I was playing a predator. <laughs> I Hey, Game Boy Mom, I'm gay. <laughs> no, that's it. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh, do you think we became better friends during this episode? Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and kiss someone <laughs> consensually tonight! Or don't, that's also fun.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.